I came up earlier and I read a scripture that I was it's part of my message today and just so blessed that the guys took us into that place of, of just worshipping God for his goodness. Yeah, because that's where um, the Holy Spirit had me land this morning um, with the message that I have. And I just love the unity of the spirit that we have and the flow of the spirit. You know, cause sometimes I, I know people think, oh, you know, maybe we got this all planned, but we didn't. <laughs> God had it all planned. Amen. And it's wonderful being led by the spirit of God, because what happens is his plan is fulfilled. Yeah. And we do our best to to, to follow him. We want to follow him because he has a great plan. Amen? And if he shifts in the middle of things, guess what's a good thing to really do? Follow him. And he's totally shifted the whole schedule that we had here because we have a run sheet just because that's good housekeeping. But he's totally blew it away and, and it's all in different places. And, and do you know what? That's okay. You come prepared and he's able to just draw out. Is that right? Bless the Lord. And that's what we do. We fill up and he takes what he wants and he, he releases it into the atmosphere and we trust that he will do that. Yeah? And sometimes I've got to tell you, I'm holding on. Oh, where are we going now? <laughs> but more in fear and trembling of missing him. Yeah? We don't want to miss him. So we do our best to hear him. That we have one ear on the inside. Yeah? Listening continually to where he wants to go you know adaptability is amazing and I'm just so so grateful for our worship team and all of you here that you're just so adaptable and yeah instant we need to be instant but I want to go to um two chronicles again chapter five I'm going to read from that hallelujah thank you father you know I believe that we're living in this season of the unveiling of Christ within the hope of glory Amen. It's time. God, God is unveiling who we are in Christ. He's actually revealing the mystery of the new creation. And to many of us, it's been a mystery. Yeah. It's a mystery that, that Paul actually revealed. It was his assignment to, to reveal the mystery of Christ within the whole, uh, uh, the hope of glory. God wants to fill the earth with his glory. Amen. But guess what? He wants to reveal that it's actually inside of you. He has put his glory, he's placed his glory on the inside of us. Amen? And he wants to unveil the church of the living God. Amen. But let's go to 2 Chronicles chapter 5. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in this house. Amen? Flooding the eyes of our understanding with light so that we know in a deeper way the hope that we've been called to and the exceeding greatness of his power on the inside of us. The greatness of his glory on the inside of us. That's what he wants to reveal. Amen? So that we can rise up, <laughs> as Jason spoke earlier, that we can rise up, that we can arise out of the circumstances yeah? Out of the prostration in which our circumstances have kept us and rise to the newness of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Oh, come on. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants us to rise to that newness of life. Amen. And many of us have been, we've been saved for years, but God's saying rise up out of the circumstances. Because circumstances have kept us prostrated to them. The circumstances can become idols. 
Anything that's before the Lord in our life becomes an idol. And he's saying, lift up, rise up out of the stuff. Amen? Rise to newness of life. He's breathing on that scripture. He wants it to come alive in our lives. Amen? That as I spoke earlier, whatever comes against us, that we would just begin to declare God is good. And his mercy endures forever. So it's not run out. No matter what the circumstances are, he hasn't run out of mercy. He hasn't run out of goodness. It endures forever. Glory to God. Amen? Hallelujah. Here in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 11, we see where the priests had come out of the holy place for all the priests present had sanctified themselves, separating themselves from everything that defiles without regard to their divisions. And all the Levites, who were singers, all of those of Asaph, Heman, and Judithan, and their sons and kinsmen, arrayed in fine linen, having cymbals and harps and lyres, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them 120 priests blowing trumpets. Can you imagine that sight and that sound? But you know, God made a greater sound on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. And you're going to see it dovetailing in here this morning. Verse 13. And when the trumpeters and singers were joined in unison, making one sound to be heard in praising and thanksgiving, in thanking the Lord, and when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the other instruments for song and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good. He is good. This isn't just new songs that we're singing in this hour. It's almost like every song that comes out is talking about the goodness of God. But here we see right back then, they were saying, For he is good. Glory to God. For his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. He hasn't run out of mercy and loving kindness. Even when we see what's happening around us in the world right now, God has not run out of mercy and kindness. Amen. Hallelujah. He pours out to the proportion that we need in any given time in our lives. We are self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Then the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. This is a scripture that Holy Spirit rested on in my heart for us today. We see that 120 of them with different instruments. We see here today we all have different graces. We all bring a diversity of expression of worship. Yet he made them one sound. They came together with one sound in one accord. 120 priests, Levites, they were dressed in white linen, symbolic of purity. Hallelujah. And they were in agreement with one thing, and that is that God is good. If God can get us into agreement on one thing, and that is God is good. Amen. Glory to God. 
I mean, there's doctrines of demons going out all over the place, all over the globe at the moment. People are coming up with this opinions of this and opinions of that. But he's made it so simple. If he said, I can just get used to agree that I am good. In the midst of whatever, if you will just agree that I am good. Is anyone in agreement that God is good this morning? Amen. He's good by nature. As I said earlier, he just doesn't do good. He is good. Amen? He's saying, I am that. That's what I am. I am good. Hallelujah. Here's a real simple statement. God, good. Devil, bad. If we can get that together. Amen? Just that simple thing. Someone say, God good. good. Devil bad. bad. Oh, God is good. Amen? If there's anything good happening, God is in the midst of it. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. He wants us in agreement with his plan. He wants us in agreement with who he is. In verse 11, they had separated themselves from everything that defiles. Everything that defiles. Amen? They had separated themselves. Jason brought out distractions. They had separated themselves from divisions and, and distraction. We go to Mark 4, verse 18. And the one, see, you see, this word that he wants to bring is God is good. Yeah? Devil bad. God good. Yeah. And the ones that were sown, this is the word that this is the seed. And the ones that were, so, were sown among the thorns are the ones that hear the word, hear that God is good. Then the cares and the anxieties of the world and the distractions of the age and the pleasure and delight of false glamour and deceitfulness of riches and the craving and passionate desire for other things creep in and choke and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless. Here we see an amazing fruit come forward in this congregation where they were continually saying, actually they didn't stop, a little bit of a representation of it this morning was that we were singing together in one accord and, and, and eventually we all got together in agreement that God is good and guess what, there was fruit that came out of that gathering. Amen? They experienced the glory of God. And I love the simplicity of this because it's like, hey, we can try so hard to experience his goodness, but all he wants to do, oh, hallelujah, look, this is in the same word. If you want to experience his goodness, believe that he's good. Begin to declare that he's good. Sing songs about his goodness. Sing psalms about his goodness. Just keep on singing it until you believe it. Just keep on saying it until you have convinced yourself that he is good. Amen? Hallelujah. You see, the Word of God is incorruptible seed, and it will actually accomplish what it's sent to do. Oh. So when you receive the seed of the Word and you begin to come into agreement and you worship it and you send it back to Him, guess what? It rains goodness in your life. And goodness begins to reign in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
How did they separate themselves? They kept saying the same thing. There's distractions in every age. Some would say, well, they may not have distractions like we do, but there's distractions in every age. They just convince themselves that God is good. And isn't it interesting when we begin to repeat a song and, and we repeat a phrase and we think sometimes, is anyone guilty of this? Where you think, oh, look, seriously, if they just sing that once more, I'm going home. I mean, really, do we have to keep on singing that? Come on. Do we ask anyone to raise? Are they going to, how long are they going to sit on that song? <laughs> Come on, you're all guilty. I can tell everyone's smiling. Yeah? Do you think maybe God's trying to convince us of something? And I love to drive at home, and I know you get frustrated with me, and some of you probably got very frustrated with me this morning. But you know, God wanted to make a point. <laughs> Has he made it? Bless the Lord. Then he's accomplished something. Yeah? Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> I'm not here just to annoy you, promise. <laughs> Most of the thoughts you think I've thought too. Praise the Lord. Gone before you with them. <laughs> they kept saying the same thing. God is good and his mercy endures forever. 120 priests were unable to minister because of the glory of the Lord. And the entire place was filled with the glory of God. They entered into a place of corporate worship which was undefiled. Their whole objective was to glorify God. That was their objective of worship. They got rid of their division. Their whole objective was to glorify God. Bless the Lord. God desires harmony. There was no criticism, no fault finding. They were all praising him in the unity of the spirit. And you know, we can do the same thing. They'd set themselves aside. They had sanctified themselves. And we are to be reminded that we are sanctified. We are set apart by the blood of Jesus. Yeah, And we can come into that place and worship him in spirit and in truth. And in that place of unity of the Spirit, you know, Paul told the church to, to guard the unity of the Spirit. That tells me we already have it. But we're to guard it when we come together and have one mind to worship him. I've shared a few weeks ago about our, our praise being vertical. If, we're, if, if our eyes are vertical, everything horizontal will come into line, will come into order. If our focus is on him. Amen. Glory to God. The aim was to glorify him. And what he does is when we glorify him, he inhabits our praises. You see, the house was filled with the glory of God. God comes and he acknowledges praise. You see, praises are from a position. They were positioned not only... Um, where they, where we are, but it's a position of our heart. 
Amen. And when we position ourselves, he acknowledges that kind of praise. When our hearts are in the right place. You know, some of the most powerful worship times we've had is when no one knew what they were doing. And to some it might have sounded like a clanging gong, but God turned up because our hearts were in the right place. You know, we're not looking for the best singers. We actually want the best worshipers. That's what God wants. Amen? Although in honor of him, we, we work on our craft to honor him. Amen? Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now Solomon was ready to dedicate the temple here in, 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 in chapter 7, I believe. Um, but the temple rep- represents the church and it also represents our bodies. You see where the glory of God filled the temple, yeah? But he fills our temple. We can see here in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you as you continue to praise God, you just continue walking in a spirit filled life. The spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We are the temple of the living God, we are the temple of God corporately, and we're the temple of God individually God lives in us he's made his home in us the glory of God abides in our hearts and there's an unveiling that's taking place of the glory of God hallelujah 2 chronicles 1 verse verse uh, 1 when Solomon had finished praying the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children, oh, glory, you know, people worry about demons. Man, if you're filled with the glory of God, the enemy can't get in there. There's no room for him. I said there's no room for him. The priests couldn't enter the house, let alone demons. I said the priests couldn't enter the house because of the glory, let alone demons. Just thought I'd throw that one in. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down, the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, guess what they were saying? For he is good and his mercy endures forever. What else is there to say? He is good. You know, sometimes it's so hard to articulate what, what God says to you or the experience or the encounter that you might have. How do you put words to it? If you can't find words... Man, just say, he is good. Because nothing else can do him justice. 
the fire came down from heaven and consumed the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the house. God accepts the sacrifice and has accepted the sacrifice of Jesus and he comes to fill our temple. Ephesians, it says, be being filled. It says, don't be drunk with wine. And we see that they were accused of that in Pentecost, that they were drunk with wine. He says, don't be drunk with wine. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. How? By singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in, with all your hearts unto the Lord. Is that right? That his praises continue to fill the temple that his goodness can be displayed. Hallelujah. Everything connected with this particular story represents the age and the season that we're living in right now. If when the people worshipped and obeyed, the glory of God came down and people fell prostrate. How much more glory is available today? When the glory of God fills each and every one of us. Turn to someone and say, that means you. Hallelujah. The ancient temple in all its glory represented each one of our bodies. And if we're filled with the Holy Spirit as we ought to be, the body will be flooded with rivers of water flowing out to others and it will be, it'll set, we'll be on fire for God. Amen. Fire's good. Holy fire. The glory of the Lord was seen over the ark. Inside the tabernacle, the lamp was always burning, being kept supplied with oil. It never went out. In the temple of our body, God has placed his love in our hearts. Romans 5.5 says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. By keeping our eyes on Jesus... And living a life of worship, we will always have a continuous supply of oil and our light will not go out. Hallelujah. If what was written on stone tablets was glorious, how much more glorious under grace. The Holy Spirit abides with and is always in us giving and, and, and the witness is always there to give glory to God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit abides with us and is always giving glory to Jesus. You know, if, if you ask the Holy Spirit, he'll continue to say to you, God is good with every circumstance. Yeah? He'll always bring his word. He'll never ask you to fix your eyes on the problem. He'll always bring the answer. And the answer is the goodness of God made manifest through your praises. The goodness of God made manifest through your worship. The goodness of God submitting to his word and his goodness regardless of what's happening in your life. What that does is it dethrones the enemy, dethrones the idols and it puts him in first place. And when he's in first place... Hey, you'll experience his glory. It's like the Apostle John said, we've seen his glory, the glory of the only begotten Son 
full of grace and full of truth. We've beheld his glory. It's time to behold his glory. How do you behold something? You just keep on looking at it. You just keep on looking into his word where he reveals himself. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. John 17, verse 22. And the glory, this is Jesus speaking, the glory which you give me, you gave me, speaking to the Father, I have given them. I have given them. That they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. That they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We see on the day of Pentecost, I'm going to finish up now, but we see on the day of Pentecost where they all met with one accord, in one mind and one accord, and they met for the duration. They were there until. And they heard this amazing sound. I wonder if it resembled trumpets. But they heard a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. And the place was filled. I wasn't talking about air. It's talking about the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit filled the place. And he filled each and every one of them. Every one of them. Every one. All is a great inclusive word. Every one of them that were in that place. Where would we say that place was now? In the context of what we're speaking about today. That place is in a place where Jesus, my eyes are fixed on you. And I know, I am convinced that you are good. And that you are always good. And that every perfect, you know, James said, don't be, don't be in error, my beloved brethren. I love the way he started that. Do not err, my beloved brethren. I think it's James 1.17. Every good and every perfect gift comes from God. And there's no variableness, variableness in him. Or neither shadow or turning. Yeah. In other words, he doesn't change. And as we come into that place of oneness with him, oneness with his spirit, oneness with each other, then we experience him. Yeah? And he is so longing for us to experience who he is. He's longing to make himself manifest. We've been given a declaration. I can't go on. Maybe finish another time. But this word that he's brought today isn't just a good message. I hope it was a good message. I hope you understood what was being said. Um, so much rely on the Holy Spirit because he's the interpreter. He's the one who, who imparts the word. And, you know, we need impartation because, um, you know, if, it, if it's all just stuff up here, you know, there's no experience of God. 
You know, when he speaks about the love of God in Ephesians, he talks about that you would experience the love of God, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That the word actually become flesh in our lives so that we can see it, that it becomes real, that we can touch him. I love the way John, John says, we, you know, we were with him. We, you know, we actually had relationship with him. The word comes as an, for an, it's an invitation to have relationship with what you've just heard. And relationship means experience. You know, he doesn't come to tickle our ears or fill us with a whole heap of head knowledge. He actually wants us to have experiential knowledge of the word that's being brought forth today. That you would be convinced by the Spirit of God that God is a good God. And if you're going to talk about him, speak of his goodness. Get around the tables and speak of his goodness. Stop glorifying the devil when you have meals together. Amen. They, 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 they removed, sanctified themselves from divisions. They sanctified themselves from divisive spirits in our language. When they got around the table, all they did was glorify God and speak of his goodness. That's what happened in Acts. That's what they did. And God's saying it's a time for sanctification, church. It's time to put the judgment, the criticism, here we go, judgment, the criticism, the stuff aside. And when you get together, no matter who it is, daily, meet together, ring each other up, encourage one another in the goodness of God. Be quick to give testimonies. There's so many more testimonies of healings from last week. Don't worry, I will not get you up with the microphone. Just let me know and I'll read it out. Whatever, we need to glorify what God is doing. Amen? Testify of his goodness every day. If you've got good news, share it. If you've got bad news, maybe we need to put a receptacle here where you can all come and dump the bad news in here. Yeah? Yeah? Dump it. Put it where it belongs. Don't use others as a garbage can for your rubbish. Put it, put it in a receptacle. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Let's stand up. Can we have the worship team up, please? That would be amazing. Thank you, Father. Guys, could you, uh, we just ask you to, if you would uh, release the children's workers by, by uh, collecting your children right now. They're really welcome to come in and, and worship with us. Don't forget we've got the... Hebrews out there making all yummy things for us. But let's, you know, just with that word, let, let's just, can we sing about the goodness of God and just, and just, just allow that. Have a salah. Is it silla, is it? Salah. Have a salah. Amen. And now just after, just hearing that message, let's just have that moment with God. And from our hearts, just... And you know what's happening when you do that? You're being filled and flooded continually. More of God. Yeah? More of Him. Let Him come and fill this temple. Someone say, Lord, come and fill my temple. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Just basking in the goodness of God. <laughs>